Welcome! You're tuned in to the Living in Rhythm podcast where we wax philosophy and experience in the art and science of living in rhythm. I'm Sister Sunday and I came here to let my soul shine. It's a lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right now we are waxing the moon and waning the season of spring. The sun is in the middle degrees of Gemini and the moon just had a new moon in Gemini. It's waxing towards a first quarter square in Virgo. So we'll have the right side of the moon illuminating towards that half moon. And then Mercury is stationing direct, so that's cool. We got Mercury moving forward, or about, it's going to be stationing. And then we have Saturn, which is stationing retrograde, and that'll be going on through October of this year. And it continues to square the nodes, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. And then Mars and Jupiter are finishing up their conjunction. They've been kind of going back and forth a little bit with their closeness and a little bit of space, but they are conjunct right now for a few more days. And then Mercury and Pluto have been dancing around a trine. And uh, I'm feeling that one too. It's kind of interesting to talk a little bit about that. And then finally, we have several planets just at home and their natural signs recharging. So we want to touch base and get into that a little bit. All right. Let's take a moment to tune in. Take a nice deep inhale. And exhale. And just find your seat in your feet. And ground yourself for a moment in this this moment in time. Just feel the earth below you. And the space that surrounds you. And just start to observe the rhythm of the breath. We talked about the breath during the last episode. And I was playing around with the alternation of the right hemisphere versus the left hemisphere of the lungs, of the nostrils. Today we want to just bring that focus back to and through both nostrils and just starting to allow that ebb and flow, that in and out to become a little bit more rhythmic. And this is one of my favorite things is really observing the rhythm of the breath because you will just notice like there are certain times when it's faster or slower, like depending on what you're doing. And it has this capacity to really regulate it. Like the breath is the regulator. And so when we put focus and intention around that, we can do a lot of supportive regulating for the entire system. And so on an energetic level, I want you to just breathe into as much as you can, the the front, the back, the right, the left, the up, the down, all the hemispheres and the diagonals between in your field. And then exhale and just start to observe for a couple more breaths in your own timing. Maybe where you could circulate or invite more breath or allow more breath to 
to find its way through and, and really complete the sphere that surrounds you. And we're going to do this little practice. We've done it before. It's, I call it the suspended breath practice, where you take an inhale to your edge of your capacity without stress. You'll suspend the breath for a moment and then invite breath into the space that's, that can be filled from that remaining little, that remaining inhale that you have, and then exhale, release it and just be, be easy with this. This is not stressful, but it is about pushing a little bit of the boundaries. So we'll do three of these. Take a nice deep inhale. Suspend the breath. Through the suspended breath, you can draw the navel in, snuggle the mulab under the pelvic floor, up and in gently, just gracefully and gently. Inhale more breath in. And exhale it out. Two more like that in your own timing. Because your timing is the best timing. Inhale. Suspend. Inhale a little more. Exhale it out. One last time. And exhale. Just after you complete your exhale, observe your heartbeat. And observe the breath just regulating itself. It really tunes back in to its own natural timing. And I want to talk a little bit about, about the four directions, maybe the seven or the eight or the nine directions, <laughs> dimensions, depending on how you look at it. But we really just have the north, the south, the east, the west, the earth, and the sky for now. That's the base. And through these six directions, you can start to really observe yourself within the field. So just, I really want for all of us in this core calibration practice that we do during these sessions, and hopefully you're doing it around the sessions too. Hopefully you're, this is becoming a little bit of a practice for you. It takes no time, but just to tune in to that center of gravity, that center of yourself, Observe, observe your rhythmic breath, your rhythmic resonance through your heartbeat, and then observe the, the four directions and then the earth and the sky and just send your energy out in all those directions from your center as much as you can. And that's how we start to truly embody our space, our place in time and space. <laughs> okay. So we'll talk more about that, but the reason why I'm making this a main point today is because the Gemini season has been, it, it really, Gemini represents communication, expression. It's also very much mental energy. It's very much about being able to gather data and gathering information, which requires through that communication, more listening, more observing. 
tuning in, gathering that data through observation, tuning into the sensory system that we've developed through the Taurus energy and starting to use that as the filtration or the places where the information and feedback are coming in so that we can start to listen and tune in to how that's either resonating or maybe creating harmony or disharmony or tuning into just like, what is the information saying? I feel like uh, I, so many people that I've talked to friends, dear friends over the last, probably like since before the eclipses, there's a lot of us that are having like really, we're getting more sensitive and sensitized, intuitive and feeling the, being able to really tune in and feel the space to feel present and aware so that we can get little insights or feedback. There's a lot of psychic, um, there's a lot of influence around our psychic capacity right now, as well as our intuitive capacity. So the more we practice this, the more clear we'll all be able to become. And I feel like this Gemini season and specifically this new moon has been about really tuning into how we're communicating to ourselves and to the world at large, to each other. And so it's very personal for me right now. I just am doing my best every day to really honor these rhythms and and be in time and in sync with myself and with my environment as much as I can, you know? And I feel like a lot of the, the main message has been, listen. And as I've said before, when we were studying a lot of the Taurus energy, I would talk about one of my favorite ways is to juxtapose the sensory system, the per- our perceptions around the sensory system. So when I say listen in relationship to Gemini specifically and this communication, it's listening not just with my ears, but it's listening with my heart, listening with the touch, listening with my, with my sense of smell or my sense of taste with the way that I'm seeing the world. Tuning in is another way I'll say this, like listen, tune in. It's about creating our, it's about bringing ourselves to that centered state where, where, or myself to that centered state where I can truly, truly observe and connect to the field. And this is important guys and gals. It's so important because we have you know, there's a lot happening right now and there's a lot of information and there's a lot of things going on in the world. And I feel like the more present and the more clear we are and we're tuned in, then we can have the guidance. We can have the, 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 I mean, you'll just can feel and tune in if something feels off or if, or if something feels like it's not resonant or if it's disharmonized, disharmonized energy that's coming our way. We can tune into that kind of stuff. Just being more present and more aware is key for this. And so, and like I'm saying it, this is on a real deep level, a subtle, intuitive and psychic level. So please practice that. Do what you can to continue to tune into your center of gravity, feel that resonant rhythmic heartbeat and start to like observe the field the four directions, the sky and the earth, connect to how, what's happening and start to see if that level of communication can be heightened through this time. Okay. So that said, 
I feel like this observation and communication that we're really going through with the Gemini season, I feel like it's really neat with, well, some people don't think so, but like I've been enjoying the Mercury retrograde through this. It was started in Gemini, it backed up into, it went backed up into Taurus and it's going to go forward again into Gemini. And it's just kind of interesting because that Mercury is the planetary ruler of Gemini, but it is also the planetary ruler of Virgo. And Virgo, when we have on June, I think it's uh, June 7th, the the moon and the sun are going to be squaring one another. So we'll have that first quarter square where from the new moon that we had previously in Gemini, the moon is waxing towards that half moon. And a half moon waxing is always the right side illuminated first quarter, first square. And so what that means is like we'll have sun in Gemini squaring the moon in Virgo. That makes the first quarter square. And so it's really cool because these two signs have that planetary rulership of Mercury, which there's a big story happening right now with this mercurial energy. It's a lot about the way that we communicate in the day to day on the short term. It's very like in front of us, short term, short term thought process. It's like happen. It's like the Gemini energy is really quick and really witty and intuitive. And I mean, one of the, one of the phrases for Mercury is quicksilver. You know, it's like, there's this fast, um, data processing and organizing and, and coming up with the, with, with a thought and an idea around the information that's been observed and gathered. That is the sun in Gemini squaring that moon in Virgo will be Virgo is a little bit of the communication in, in the detailed way. It's like looking at the statistics and the analytics, it's gathering information over a little bit more of a broader space. And so I feel like there's a, the right now, the mercury energy is asking us again to, to start to look at the way that we're communicating on the day to day. Through what the through habits, through what we've learned and gathered, and really get precise around this. Like get get the precision around our communication. So we're clear about the way that we speak, the way that we speak to ourselves and to others. This is inter and intrapersonal communication. It's really important right now. And I feel like, you know, I talk so much about vibration and the resonance. Well, our speech, our words are so powerful. That word coming out of our body, making a rhythmic resonating force through the field, through our language and the word choices that we use. There's implications with that. And, you know, I've had this conversation with several friends lately too, is just some words people use it they words don't mean the same thing to every single body. <laughs> you know, we all have our own interpretation and connection to words, which is very much again why it's important to come into that centered state, that sense of of center and presence through all the the directions, all four corners, the earth and the sky, just tuning in and communicating from that space. Because if we're throwing the energy around or we're not conscientious about the word choices that we're using, it has an effect. And so in this way, with this, this new moon waxing towards this square, 
I'm working personally, and I'm encouraging all my students, the folks that I'm, I work with, to observe this. How are, you, how are we communicating to ourselves? What's the vibration? What's the tone? What are our word choices? What does it feel like? And then do that same thing with the people that we're interacting with. Be really mindful because our words can create things. They, they send a vibrational energy through the field. And if we say some things enough, if we say things enough, they manifest. This is the whole point of affirmations and mantras, you know? So we're looking for, to really get clear about this in our own personal way. And then the way we're interacting with one another. And I think this is going to help a lot of the, like, hopefully this is going to help us heal a little bit more. <laughs> I mean, hopefully we help heal ourselves in this time, you know? And so one of the ways is the communication. Not just the communication and messaging that we have, interactions with others, but also the communication that we have with ourselves. On a side back note to that, I think that we have to also recognize that the communication comes from the words that we type, the images that we're sharing. I mean, memes are a trip because um, I actually studied this in, commun- in communication in college. It's uh, it, it tripped me out that this is a form, like the memes are such a, a deep level of communication. There's imagery, there's expression, there's historical background, there's shorthand language, there's, I mean, there's so many layers to memes and, and how you can get so much from one little image with some words, you know, and so start to look at that, recognize that the more that we when we're clear and precise, we can actually get our point across so much more effectively than if we're not. <laughs> so how precise can we get around our communication and our level of, of self-expression? Okay, that's a big, big prayer for this waxing phase of this moon coming from the Gemini energy waxing towards that first quarter square. Okay, The next thing I want to talk about in relationship to Mercury is that it's going direct. So when we, in astrology, we use this phrase stationing. And what it reminds me of is like the train station. It's like Mercury has arrived at its destination and now it's going to go back to where it came from or it went back to where it came from and then it parks there for a moment and then it goes forward on its mission again. And so the, like the parking where people can load and unload is the stationing in a retrograde situation. So we basically are Mercury is stationing direct as of June 3rd and June 4th, depending on where you are on the planet. It's in Taurus right now. And it's basically been at about 26 degrees in it's been about, it's been at about 26 degrees Taurus for the last couple days. And it's interesting to me that like it's, so it stations and it's going to go direct, but it isn't moving anywhere until June 8th, June 8th. It actually finally moves to the 27th degree. So that's something to think about too, is like, everyone's going to be like, Oh, thank gosh, you know, Mercury's direct, but it's in the same position it's been at all week. And so it's not really like moving, but there's a trajectory of we are going to be moving forward, but we're still waiting for everybody to get on board. (laughs) Uh, So that's a trip to me. I love it. So yeah, so we have Mercury 
stationing at this 26 degrees. And again, with this, with this moon squaring the sun, it's putting this emphasis on, let's sit with this for just another moment. Like, see if we can't take this retrograde of Mercury, the squaring of the sun and the moon in Virgo and Gemini ruled by Mercury. Just take the mercurial presence that's super potent right now and see if we can't use it to get more precise, more clear, and just aim our focus the direction we're going. We have, we're, we'll, we're moving forward, but let's just like do last minute checks, just checklist, get a little more precise, get a little bit more clear, get a little bit more love in your life or your communication, not only to yourself, but to the world outside as well. Okay. So that's the Mercury stationing direct. Fascinating that as that happens, as it begins to move, Saturn is stationing retrograde. So Saturn is going to be, is parking at its degree to start to go backwards. And it's going to retrograde from the Earth's perspective. It's going to be retrograding all the way back into October of 2022. <laughs> it's going to stay at this station until the it starts to move back to, so it's at 25 degrees Aquarius and it's going to move to 24 degrees on the 23rd of June. And so I'm bringing this up because I really want everybody to start to get the stationing part. It's interesting because it's like we think it's going backwards, but it's not. It's at the same degree. And what's fascinating to me is that so Saturn is everyone's going to be talking about Saturn retrograde and it's real. However, I want you to recognize that throughout this whole eclipse cycle that we just went through, this last lunar phase we went through, Saturn has been sitting at 25 degrees, 26 degrees, 25, 25 degrees Aquarius. And it's not going to move to 24 degrees. It's not going to start going backwards through its retrograde cycle and for another couple of weeks. So it takes a long time, like from the perspective of just the, these, this movement, these movements, these cyclical movements occur like the changes happen, but it's slow in sometimes the way we see them or maybe the way we're even feeling them. But, uh, you know, so we've been sitting at this 25 degrees since May 19th. May 19th is when Saturn hit that 25 degrees. And it's been squaring the nodes since then, since just right before that. But it's really been, I feel like the Saturn stationing, again, kind of parking in this position and holding this pose, holding this position. It's making a 90 degree angle towards the North node and the South node. And the way that I look at that, which I've been saying for a couple of weeks now, is that when the Saturn, when there's a square to the nodes, we have a real opportunity for choice. We have a real opportunity to make some evolutionary choices. And but they're, they, sometimes they can be uncomfortable or painful. And sometimes that choice is just to grow and to evolve. Sometimes they're really big choices. Other times they're like evolutionary, just like, okay, I'm ready to finally let that go and be who I came here to be. I mean, it can be super grand or it could be just like a simple, you know, choice. <laughs> so you, you can determine that on your own observation and correlation. But what I want us to start to recognize, though, is that when there's a square to the Saturn, this is 
rich in the way. Like when you when I hear when I see Saturn, I think of rhetorical communication and the idea of the way, the way we live, the way we are, the way that's like the way it's the foundation. It's the tried and true. This is the way we've done it. This is the way we will do it. This is how I am. You know, like there's, that's a lot of the Saturn energy and it squaring the nodes is asking us to truly like, can we make moves and, and, and enhance our lives that are going to help us move forward? And so it's squaring these nodes right now, Saturn. And I feel like as it goes backwards, as it retrogrades over these next six months, ironically, it'll start to go forward during the next eclipse cycle. I didn't look at the exact dates, but we'll get there. But October is when we get, end of October is when we hit up the next eclipse cycle. So I think this is fascinating because it's this vibe of like, can we... Like we have an opportunity to really look at it. And if you have took the workshop or if you've been tuning in over the last few weeks over this eclipse cycle, I've been talking about this is like eclipses are really powerful times to set intentions because we have like a six month time period to really deeply work something and manifest and practice, bring something to life or bring it into our new way of being. <laughs> and, and that's what the Saturn is asking what more can we shed? What more can we release so we don't hold ourselves back anymore? How do we become unique, independent, individual within ourselves to find that love and that power, that internal empowerment is like being, I mean, it's, it's like this nectar that's being yoked from our center. It's like, will you, will we, will we have enough self-love and healing to, to empower ourselves, to actually come to a place where we can step into our fullness and be brave enough to evolve, to be humans of the future of the now. (laughs) It's all deep and and rich. What I want to say finally about that the Saturn retrograding is, you know, there's, as it retrogrades, there's a disillusionment too. There's like dissolving. And so I just encourage all of us to tune in. Like the more we're in that centered state, that, that calibrated core state, it's a lot easier to understand and to be able to go with the flow of, of the surrender of what needs to go and of the, the balance of like, stepping into those things that we know we we need or want to do and or what are going to help us move forward and just having the courage to stay consistent with it. So the Saturn is looking for us to bring a little consistency and foundation in these new ways that we're that we're approaching. So as you, you know, especially if you made eclipse lunar intentions, if you've got like a prayer or an intention you're working on over these next 6 months, this Saturn retrograde is, is hearkening this, this idea of, okay, let's get a rhythm going. Let's get a consistency, a pace, a beat, a, you know, get in time and hold the vibe, hold the rhythm. All right. Best way to do it is through our breath and our heartbeat. Okay. So another thing I want to talk about today is that Jupiter, this Jupiter Mars conjunction. And it's been going on for a couple weeks. 
it's it's been they they've come really close. We had the exact not last week, but the week before, and then or maybe it was last week. Time is so weird for me right now. I have to just admit that. <laughs> I'm grateful for astrology and living in rhythm. So the Jupiter and Mars, they're kind of like, they're still close together in the sky in Aries. And what I want to say about that is that, yes, in history, there's been, there's been, you know, well, this is back to that communication thing. The language has been all about, all around war, you know, like the Mars moving into Aries is very warrior-like. It's, it's, uh, assertive, aggressive, can be, um, and it can, it can have these connotations of that. And especially with Jupiter, because Jupiter amplifies and magnifies everything it comes, can, you know, comes close to. The other way I want us to look at this, this is how I play with the word sound power in my own life. It's like, okay, that's historically something that's shown itself historically. I see that. I also live here now. I'm tuned in, calibrated core. And what I know that I want to do and how I want to work this transit for the next week while it's still here is to assert my self-empowerment. Because Aries is unapologetically me. It is all about the self, capital S. Mars being there, it's at home, it's empowered, and it's actually like lighting the pilot light. It's sparking that internal flame for will and drive and and the ability to follow, to get going on something, to like start, to initiate and ignite. And with the Jupiter there, it's amplifying and so elevating the space, expanding the space and the, the awareness and presence of the self. That's the focus. That's the, my focus. And I'm grateful enough that I have the time and space where I am right now to be able to do that. I know not everybody on the planet has the freedom to just focus on that. But if you are in a space where you have that freedom, that luxury, that privilege, use it, right? Set that intention to hold a higher vibration, amplifying self-empowerment, and see what how we can use that. We have a few more days left of this, this conjunction, and then, you know, Mars will move on, and it'll actually come up to Mars will be joining Chiron here soon within the week. We'll talk more about that next sesh, but uh, I, I there's a there's some interesting things happening as far as like us healing and coming to terms with our self empowerment right now, and I think that a lot of that has to do with this Jupiter in Aries. Okay, so observe that in your own life and see how you can start to maximize your experience with that transit. <laughs> We're working the transits here, <laughs> and the other thing the other thing I want to talk about in the astrology that's pretty cool this week. And into it goes exact on the 10th. So we'll talk about it a little bit next week as well. But right now, Mercury or yeah, Mercury is basically been doing this dance, this trine with Pluto. So Mercury being in Taurus and an earth sign, and Pluto being in Capricorn, an earth sign. There's this really cool opportunity for transformation, there's Mercury again, for transformation in our communication, 
for setting a new foundation for our communication. This to me is the word sound power. How can we evolve the way that we're communicating through our sensory system and see if we can't use that to transform ourselves? Like really take the, take the affirmations or take the language itself, your expression itself, and get precise with how and the way that you let it come through you and out you. It can be so this can be such a healing moment in, in our evolutionary process for the way that we, we really transform our life in, in our self-expression, in our prayers, in our language. And I know I said it earlier, but it's like, it's this intercommunication is the communication we have within and between each other. And then there's the intra-communication. And I feel like this trine to Pluto is really focusing on the intrapersonal communication, which is my, how I communicate to myself. What are the key ways that I use language to transform and evolve? That's Pluto. How I show up in this world in the third dimension, Taurus and Capricorn, really grounding it, making it a making it one of our highest priorities. I feel like this next month, this next half a moon cycle, at least, how can we express ourselves in a more precise and potent way? Understand that the language gives us power. Our sound, our expression, our presence is power and it's communicating a vibrational resonance. So, I mean, I talk about it every, every sesh it's one of my favorite things to talk about. My vibrational resonance is one of my highest priorities right now. Rhythmic resonance, y'all, get you some. <laughs> okay, so there's that. And then the the final thing, so that, that exactness goes on, they, those guys go exact on June 10th. So really take this next week to play with that in your own life. And then the last thing that's going to be really helpful for us that I think is super cool is that right now, this week, we have a lot of planets in their home signs. So I talked about how Mercury will, it's in Taurus, but it will be going into Gemini. So soon it'll be in Gemini. But right now we have Aries or Mars at home in Aries. We have Venus at home in Taurus. We have Neptune at home in Pisces. And then Saturn is at its secondary home in Aquarius. So Saturn has two ruling planets or um, ruling signs. Saturn is ruler of Capricorn. And then the secondary planet is Aquarius. So it's like at home in Aquarius as well. And what does that mean? Well, my interpretation of this is that when planets are in their home base, we get fueled by them. I mean, they become more powerful. They become more potent, a little bit louder than they normally do because they're comfortable. They're at their home. I mean, think about when you're at home, you do what you want. You know, you let your hair down. You can, you can be easy and rest and be yourself. And, you know, it's like we, we have to do all this stuff and we're in the world a little bit, you know, show up at our job, be professional and all that stuff. And then like sometimes we can just like be in our jammies at home and chill or 
walk around naked or, you know, all the ways that you, that you like to like just your home behavior. <laughs> and maybe it's not as like, as uh, dramatic as taking off your clothes or snuggling in your jammies. Maybe it's somewhere in the middle, just, you know, lighting the candle, playing the music, you can dance all the ways that we enjoy and appreciate ourselves when we're in our space. That's what's happening right now with a few of these planets. So the Mars being in Aries is asking us to, is, is like amplifying and supporting. That's that Jupiter too. It's supporting our self assertion, our ability to really show up, spark that flame, that internal light that, that gives us inspiration and will to, to evolve and be who we are, to be ourselves. The Venus at home in Taurus is asking us to nurture and put our values and the things that we love and appreciate into the natural world, into our sensory perceptions, into the, the things that, that we just love and want, to, and, and want to appreciate and indulge and experience. And so Venus at home in and Taurus is, is really giving our value systems, like all of the transformation we've been doing through our values and, and seeing the things that have the most meaning in our lives. There's been a lot of change around that. And I feel like Taurus at Venus at home in Taurus is giving us a little rest with that and saying, you know, yes, this, I feel like there's some feedback for, for just like affirming, like, yes, this is good. I'm on the track. Like this feels good to me. I appreciate this. I love this. I enjoy this. Look for the joy and the vibe. Look for that positive energy and see how you can use your sensory system to really balance your, your understanding of that, of being a, a human being on the planet through your senses, just that sensuality we've been talking about. And then, you know, I've talked about this before too, that, Pisces energy, Neptune in Pisces at home in Pisces for the first time in a really long time in our lifetime, you know, it's never going to be back at this place. And so real, real cool opportunity to, you know, Venus, or excuse me, the Neptune at home in Pisces is, is giving us this sense of like, and I talked about it so much a few months ago, but there's a building in our, in our, I use the word spiritual life. It's also just like that higher love, that higher calibrated, unconditional love, the super consciousness, the super consciousness, the all that is. And, you know, it's, it's so talk about expansive. It's just so beyond and vast. And yet it's just like, the Neptune being at home in that Pisces is giving us an opportunity to dream and vision and pray and, and go bigger than we ever have. It's also asking us to be mindful about, uh, around self destructive tendencies. You know, we can go overboard in a lot of ways too. And just like, cause there's in this, in this regard, there's sometimes no boundaries. And so we want to go to that edge like we did with our suspended breath and really observe it and maybe play with that boundary a little bit. Can we go further? Do we need to stay where we are to hold the space? Like no stress and no chaos. We want to really open our heart and open our mind up. Let that empowerment, empowerment circulate and let that presence of our value systems 
just become more established. And how that is happening is through that Saturn and the Aquarius. Aquarius is the future, it's humanity, it's independence, it's freedom and liberation. And with Saturn in there, it, that's interesting because it's a little bit, it's determined to actually see some form and structure within that. It's looking for the consistency in that. And so with this home base recharge, beautiful opportunity to start to find that inner spark. Look for the things that are feeding the senses, that are feeding your soul, you know, look for the things that are giving life and energy and vitality and joy and nurturing those things and seeing how we can set a new foundation through this. You know, there's a lot of things, like I said at the beginning, there's a lot of feedback and, and things that are happening in the world that are very sad, very, you know, some of this stuff is just, it's hard to watch. It's hard to tune into. I recognize being aware of what's happening. I also recognize the power of our focus. Our word sound power right now is so important. And so, you know, this, this, these are right now, this time and play in space, this time and place in space, I am tr- deeply asking myself how I can stay focused and present in the things that I, I, in the things and, and the vibrations that I want to experience. And so the more tuned in I am, the stronger and clearer I am. I feel more protected and secure from that space. I also can understand that there's dissonance going on around me. But if, if I'm one person holding my center of gravity in the, in a balance, and then another person can do it, think about what can happen is that, is that accumulates and expands. Like the more of us that are doing this, the better for the planet. You know, it's very much, it's very much about if I can hold that vibe, then I can be a living example for someone else to find their vibe and hold their vibe. You know, so word, sound, power comes from our expression and our communication. And just remembering that the communication is beyond your words. It can be powerful in our words, but it's, we're being, we're communicating now through our sensory perception, through our presence, through our rhythmic resonance. And so big prayers for everyone to take responsibility. (laughs) And practice this. Let's all practice this as much as we can, okay? <laughs> awesome. Hmm. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you. I'm grateful. I'm grateful to be able to do this podcast and I'm grateful for you to be tuning in and listening. Please let me know if you have questions or if you have feedback. I've got I've got my email up on my website. You can also book sessions if you're looking for a one-on-one. Um, I have some group sessions as well. We've got some workshops coming up here in the next little bit. But for now, just uh, I hope you're appreciating these and using some of these practices that I'm dropping in these sessions and, and having them become a part of your day-to-day life. That's a big prayer from, from me to you as well. So thanks again for your presence, your vibrational resonance. Shine your light, y'all. So much love. Peace.